Welcome to Corner Taking Quickly. I'm here with Rabil. How are you doing, Rabil? I'm good, Shafiq. How are you? I'm good, man. It's been it's been a while since we spoke last, huh? Yeah, it's been a it's it's been a a couple of months, let's say. Uh, good to good to have football back, proper football back. Oh yeah, with the fans especially. Yeah. I saw this post the other day about um today, you know, the Wolves and Tottenham fans. How uh, they're chanting about Harry Kane. One of them was like a. Was it? He's gonna be a mank in the morning. <laughs> and then Spurs replied, "Harry Kane, he's worth more than Wolves." Bro, it's, 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 I know, bro, it's so nice to have fans back. I mean, honestly, in all sports, even like mm-hmm. I was watching, you know, the wrestling yesterday. Just oh, to have the fans oh. back, yeah, it was nuts, bro. Yeah, see, that that to me was, I think, in terms of ret- returns, like probably the best, like ever, maybe in terms of that atmosphere, the pop. His his own reaction, it was just oh, it was incredible. Yeah, bro. So we've uh, successfully navigated last year the absolute shit show. That was the season we salvaged it. Yeah. All our bad luck was uh, reversed by a beautiful Allison header, and now we look forward. We move to this season. Two wins from two. How are you feeling right now about the season? Um, quietly optimistic. Um. I'm like like I was really happy with how we played last in the opening two games because you know first game away at a newly promoted side even if it is Norwich uh, it's always it's you know it's a banana skin uh, you know you just ask Arsenal but we came through that so comfortably um, we were really really good yesterday as well um, having the fans back is like it's the, the highlight it, it, you know what for me. West one being at Anfield because the games where the fans weren't there don't count. The Anfield is not Anfield without the fans, and when the fans are there, no one is laying a glove on us. No one this season. Um, it was just such an impeccable performance from back to front. I was, I couldn't. I was so. I was really happy with everyone. Like the second goal was just. Oh, even the first one. It, it was just. It was. It, honestly, the first two weeks where they've gone, we could not have asked for a better start. I, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you're saying it's it's not answered that the fans are not there. Yeah, our record still stands, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, look like like man, if Man City could not win an Anfield for the last ten, twenty years because of the pressure we our fans put on them, it's not like it's not like, like if you win that Champions League game a few years ago, they were they were losing it because of how our fans got under their skin. So when you take away the fans, it makes a massive difference because then there's that pressure of the cop rallying the team, getting behind. You'll you'll never walk alone, reverberating in the air. You know all that missing. It takes away what makes Anfield Anfield, and you know it, it just it didn't feel like home that we were playing in last season. Whereas this season, you can see as soon as Liverpool fans, Liverpool players stepped out to you'll never walk alone. It made that difference. You know, like you know when Thiago spoke about when he came with Bayern Munich at Anfield. It wasn't Anfield the, the stadium's design that captivated it. The stadium's design is pretty basic for for a scene. There's so many better looking stadiums probably out there, but it was the fans, the atmosphere, you know, the the, the history and tradition that was steeped in that that he was captivated by. All that was missing last season. You know, we were playing in front of an empty stadium. Football did not feel like football. But yesterday, you know, you could see it meant a lot to the players. You know, to VVD, to Thiago, to everyone there that you know. This was Anfield. This is Anfield. You know, you know when the players step out and they touch that sign, 
they're they're being greeted by a wall of noise and they know what they're stepping into, you know. That anvil is what that noise story is what makes anvil what it is. And without it, it's just, you know, you might as well you might as well be playing in a Sunday League a pitch. Um yeah. yeah. It, it it was it was such a good uh, performance yesterday. Like it was very solid, very professional. Um, yeah, just perfect. Yeah, you know, Anfield's not Anfield without the fans. Even you know, even Everton can get a result at Anfield if there are no fans, which which is saying a lot. But um, but no, you never walk alone though. No matter how many times I hear it. I don't think there'll ever be a day where I don't get goosebumps after after I hear it, especially when the fans are singing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I I I I got goosebumps on that, and the other time I got goosebumps this um was last week when they started singing uh Bobby's uh, song. Oh man, the hair on my skin was just standing up. I was like, yeah, this is what this is what we've missed. Um, because I think also. It's a mess because we have literally songs for, for just about every player in that starting eleven, and those players, you know, they thrive off that sort of support. You know, you know, when we're singing Firmino's song, when we're singing um, VVD's song, all that it makes a difference to everyone, and then all that, you know, all these things are missing. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It it was great. You know, yeah, and you know, fans aside, the performance itself was, you know, it, it was a clock clock's team kind of performance. You know, the, the pressing, the everything was just, yeah. it was great. Yeah, no, we even, I mean, we even have songs for, for Kabak and for Nat Phillips. Oh, please don't mention Kabak. I'm still heartbroken that we don't I'm have sad, I'm, I'm sad for Kabak. Poor guy. Yeah. The guy is still in denial, man. man he still has the Liverpool, you know, on Twitter as his, like, banner in his yeah. icon. And it was a nice song, like, honestly, I'd have really enjoyed singing the Ozan Kabak song. Yeah. And really, the Nat Phillips song's not that great. Not that great. Yeah. Come back in Liverpool could have been a great love story, but uh, FSG are FSG, FSG. You know, we 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 know that now. We know we know what they're like. Um, no, but maybe maybe it's also you know homegrown homegrown slots because you know I think Shakiri just opened one up like when we sold him now. So yeah, and but, I, but I was reading somewhere that Shakiri leaving that role that he's vacated is just going to be filled by Harvey Elliott, which I've got no problem with. I think Elliott's fantastic. Um, but I hope we do sign another midfielder to replace Ronaldo, you know. Yeah, I, I think midfielder would be good, but I think definitely the priority need, needs to be a forward because you know he likes uh, Klopping likes Elliot in midfield now. Yeah. When when Afcon comes around, uh, who who is our front line? We have what Bobby Jota, and then take our pick of of Divock and Minamino. Two I, guys, you know, I'm Minamino. The, the biggest fans in the whole world. But I don't want to see that consistently. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd still go with Minamino. I think over. Look, we would have to be at last last season's Christmas levels of crisis for me to ever be in a situation where I say start Diva Corrigi. Um, Minamino for me, uh, he's such a weird player because there is so much talent in that in that guy. That is so crazy. To be fair, Origi's talented as well. It's like they're both talented, but. I I I don't know, man. I yeah, I I, I see your point that maybe forward is the priority role because I think Bobby and Jota are great because they're combining with Salah and Mane, and when both of them are going to be out, um, then then yeah, and also specifically because both of them, you're assuming that both of them, you know, each of them are two, you know, 
you know, his yeah, team. they're two good teams. Yeah, so they're, they're going to go far. So it's not like they're going to be out in the group stage. They're likely to go far. So we're going to be without them for a while. You you imagine they're going to be tired as well when they come back. So it's it's yeah. going it's, it's to be rough. But if, yeah, if we sign them forward, then I mean, even if we sign them forward, you, you know, if anything happens to Joshua Firmino in between, then it's like my God, where we you know we. we January is the graveyard month for us, really. It's always been on the, like that. It's um, yeah, yeah. But I think that look, you, you know, as like I like Minamino. You know, I'm probably you know Minamino's biggest, biggest fan. You remember last last year I was telling you guys, I, I got his shirt on the away kit, then he got loaned out to freaking Southampton. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I, I, so, I see, I see your Twitter bio as well. Oh yeah, so you don't know? Yeah, I changed it. So you don't know how much pleasure it, it, uh, I got from... Remember that friendly, the one against Osasuna? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know how happy I got that. I actually started scoring. Yeah. Mino, wow. Yeah, you saw the, the bio. I changed... What did I change it to? Something... The former Markovic and Origi fanboy. Yeah. Tacky season incoming. Oh, yes. Yeah. But... I know. I mean, I think we need someone consistently. But... I, I, I like the team. I think we're all, you know, we're all pretty scarred from from last year, and I hope nothing like that happens again. But you know, two 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 great performances. Everyone's on point. The fans are ready. And now we have uh, Chelsea, who apparently uh, now are getting a little bit everyone getting into everyone's head. Good good performance again today, but against Arsenal, I heard. I didn't watch it, but I heard Lukaku. It's had some great hold up play. But yeah. How are you feeling about about Chelsea? Are you nervous? Uh no, I'm not nervous because well, I mean, nervous as you as you as I would be for any game with Chelsea. But I'm not frightened the way some people are. I, Lukaku is yes, he's he, you know he's he's formidable, but he's up against Joel Matip and Virgil Van Dijk, and maybe Fabinho if he's back. I don't know. I don't know how much he's going to be able to dominate himself. Dominate them. Um, I'm not that nervous. Um, because I think going forward, we've got more to offer. Going back, you know, in defence, we're, we're better. It's just in midfield. I'm not worried about Lukaku. No, not him. The guy I'm worried about, because he every game against us, he's a nightmare. He's N'Golo Kante. Kante, he, yep. He is, he's the one player Fabinho can't touch. Fabinho, as in, as in terms of whenever we play, Fabinho can't get near him. Kante is going to, I think, just cause havoc because he does that all the time. We're, we, you know, the games against Chelsea where we're in control and he pops up and he does something. He injects his moment of chaos and all of a sudden we're hanging on. Um, he's the guy yeah. that I'm worried about. Uh, I'm not worried. I know some people are worried about, oh, is he going to be able to step, you know, you know, because he's, he's had two comfortable games, but Lukaku is a completely different proposition. Van Dijk looked so solid yesterday. He looked so comfortable because Burnley are a physical side, and he he was comfortable. He was dominant. The thing that we also we missed more than just his ability to dominate physically and completely snuff out the opposition, his cross field long balls. He does those better than any other centre back I've seen in my lifetime, bar perhaps Gerard Piquet. Like he's just so good at it. You know, and it makes such a difference for our team as well because teams now know how to snuff out 
they're very good at snuffing out our, our wing backs or crowd in the middle and Van Dyke can take all of them out of the game with just one long pass. You know, we saw the goal yeah, the goal yeah, um for Mane, the build up came from Van Dyke and mm. Elliot's fantastic ball control. But V V D makes all that difference. So against Chelsea, I'm not I'm not apprehensive because of how because of what Chelsea look like now. I'm, I'm apprehensive because it's a Liverpool Chelsea game and I've had those nerves since like Charles and four. Um, but I, I am confident. I'm, the only, the only worry I have is in, in left back position. I personally wouldn't start Robbo. I, I, I think it's, I think it's just, it's a risk. And I've got faith in Simicas that he, that he could step up. Yes. Yes. Simi, Simi class. Oh, is it Simi? Oh, all right. Simi class. Yeah, no. Honestly, I'm so, I was so happy to see, you know, Simi class since, um, I have now, like, one of my best friends is Greek. Yeah. He was always telling me, hey, bro, Simicas is going to be so good when he comes to Liverpool. And always, just to make him happy, I'd send him, like, you know, when he used to come on for 30 seconds last year. And look, he's coming onto the pitch. Finally, he's doing something of value. I love him. Like, he's, he has grit. He has attacking potential. I mean, sometimes he switches off, but... Yeah. I, love, I really like but, He's but, a good backup for Robbo. Yeah, and I think also playing with Van Dijk and Matip will only help his defensive discipline improve. Like, um, cause they'll, they'll position him, they'll, they'll be able to help instruct him. Cause I think, here's, uh, this is gonna be a weird thing to bring up. I always felt that Alberto Moreno was undone by the lack of leaders in that local defense. And mm. he was a kid and he was playing amongst really mediocre defenders. Um, bar, bar Joel Matip. But, but Matip was always on the other side of defence. It's not like he could coordinate with Moreno. I think with Van Dijk playing next to Simicas, he'll, he will offer a lot to him. Um, and he's also got the incredible passion. Like Simicas had his little Robo versus Man City moment when he, um, lost that ball. Well, no, he was about to lose that ball and he flew headfirst into the ground to keep it. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw that, but that passion was just, yeah. Um, and and he's he's really really fast. He's he's clearly got a, 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 a you know wand of a left foot. That ball for Jota was just perfect. You know what? I'll say this: Liverpool have always had left backs who are good going forward. Always. Yeah, I, actually. Yeah, because Marina was Marina's problem was never going forward. Going forward, he was he was so good. Um, okay, not so good. Okay, I I I am embellishing there, but he was decent. Enrique, decent. I mean, Aurelio, John and Risa, they were, for their time, they were so good. And Robertson right now is just, he's the best in the world, isn't he, at his position? But, yeah, uh. Senna as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he had that one week where he put two, where he put one past Madrid and United both. And, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I actually never thought of that, you know, what you're saying about Moreno. It's actually, Honestly, the more I'm thinking of it, yeah, you're probably right. Moreno had had uh, Lovren next to him. Yeah. Where we, he was a good defender, but this Lovren, he was like a jack-in-the-box. You never knew when, like, you know, he, he would pop up and go full Lovren. Well, yeah, yeah. And, like, that defense had no coordination. And you had mini-lane goal. You had Nathaniel Klein right back. You had, you know, Klein was solid, but he wasn't, like... You see, the, yeah. the defense we have now, I feel like you could put anyone, not anyone, look, I don't want to disrespect Robo because Robo is, the guy is the best left back that we've had in the Premier League. Um, 
But a lot of a lot of the reasons why last season we were struggling and Robertson and Trent were getting made to look really, really suspect at times. It's because VVD wasn't there. And VVD offers so much to that team, psychologically as well as tactically. And I think Moreno just he suffered from that. He never had that he never had that leadership at the back to, to say to him when to go forward, where to position, who to mark, how you know, how when to come in close and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I felt sorry for him because, because, you know, last, obviously last year when he won the Europa League and everything, you can see that Liverpool still meant a lot to him. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man United, get out. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. <laughs> he oh, never did anything, he never did anything at Liverpool to make himself a fan favourite, but that one little thing he did there for another club, yeah, yeah, two years of leaving us, oh, bless him, bless him. I know, bro. He had poor, man, poor guy had poor, even he had the, our, our former Lord and Savior, Clavan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, man. We, we've had some ridiculously bad centre-backs <laughs> over the years. Like, like, it's just... Clavan, oh, Clavan, oh. Was, it, hmm? Clavan was, Clavan was the first coming of, of Nat Phillips. You yeah, had Clavan, yeah, Clavan yeah. But I'm trying to think. Prior to Van Dyke, I think the last centre back we had, who I thought on his when he played, he was world class, was Daniel Agar. Yeah, Agar, Agar. He Agar. Agar. for a period of time. He was actually. He was, but he was also crazy. Like you just didn't know what he was like. I loved him. I loved Martin Skirtle. He he embodied the, the kind of football that you sometimes just love. That that rough, aggressive. Yeah. You know, put everything, lay everything on the line, kind of football. Um, he he was uh, I I I loved him. I've 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 nothing bad to ever say about Skirtle, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, I remember Skirtle is a crazy person against Arsenal. I remember someone like he had his head split, like cut open or yeah. something. Yeah, he had it up, stapled up, and he won the game for us with a header. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I it's think I know what he was. Yeah, he, oh, he was yeah. And then, uh-huh. and then honestly, the last like top quality you could say was um maybe Carragher or Hippia, or Hippia, Hippia, definitely yeah. Hippia was Hippia, Hippia was immense, bro. Yeah, Carragher for a player of such lim- of limited um because he he had some very clear limitations. He wasn't the fastest, tallest, yeah. strongest, but he was unbelievably intelligent, and I think that. You gotta respect that a lot. Um, I, I I don't know. Recently, I've kind of gone off Carragher mainly because I've found him irritating on Sky Sports. But yeah. he's yeah, he was he was. We we uh, we I mean we 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 wouldn't have won the European Cup without Steam Jar. That is true, but it's also true we wouldn't have been humiliated in that final if it hadn't been for Carragher. He literally taught like he was tearing his groin to stop Kaká at one point. Oh, yeah, 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 bro. He was no, he was huge for us back then. I remember in that game, yeah. Both him, both him and Carragher, I swear, like, were coming down with cramp. Yeah. And the reward, they brought Serginho yeah. on. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And then they put, and then Rafa put Gerard right back, and Gerard just threw his soul into those challenges. To oh, yeah. And people, and people still have the temerity to dispute Gerard's greatness, ugh. They don't know yeah, football. You know, growing up, especially, like, the more I was thinking about it, and going back to, like, how nervous you were about Chelsea, and I grew up, you know, in London. I was the only Liverpool fan yeah. full of Chelsea and United fans. Honestly, they make you think, and this is even true nowadays, 
they make you think every Liverpool player is horrible. It's like the ultimate form of football gaslighting is this Liverpool yeah. tax. Yeah. I, I well yeah because Gerard gets a lot of hate which which annoys me because it's not his fault he grew up, he played in such a bad era, um, but there were like one or two players who I felt like they respected like Torres and everything. The player who I don't understand for the life of me how he still gets does not get enough respect is Mo Salah. I don't understand yeah. how. How people when people talk about Eden Hazard and I'm like I'm like you're basing that off one season. Salah has for four, four or five seasons now been consistently world class level. Um, yeah, four season wonder, huh? Yeah, and you think Arsenal fans or Chelsea fans would 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 know to keep their mouths quiet when talking about Salah because he scores against them every season. Like he, he United is the one club I suppose where. I mean, last season he, you know, Salah was he 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 scored the winner against them. But I I, I don't understand. Like Salah is the one player. I don't understand why people sleep on him. Um, yeah. It's it's. It, I tell you why also Shavik, Why I find it weird is normally when people hate Liverpool players, it's because we hype up those players to the moon, right? So Gerard Suarez, Javier uh, Alonso, Coutinho. We used to go nuts on those players. VVD nuts. People. They go the opposite. Oh, Lucas. oh yeah. Like that whole last song for freaking Lucas Leiva. Yeah. yeah, but the thing with Mo Salah, right? And, and and up until last season, right? I always felt like for those two seasons after when he went, when he, that, you know, that debut season he had when he went nuts. For those two okay. seasons afterwards, I always felt that Liverpool fans they 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 were affectionate towards Salah. But he was secondary. He was he was behind Marley and Firmino in terms of affection. I always felt like we like local fans just did not um, appreciate him the way they appreciate the others. Which is completely fine. It, it, it is about personal preference in the day. And then after the events of last season, when literally everyone else was falling apart, and Salah was, you know, he gave that tweet about this is not how we're gonna uh, go out this season, and he went nuts, go off, go off, go. Obviously now people have to. The guy is one of the best in the world, you know, if not the... I I, I personally think he's top three in the world at the moment, but... Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Who else can carry this amount of output and still look good? Yeah, no, yeah. See, for me right now, in terms of world's best, it goes Messi, KDB, Salah. Those, for me, those are three. Like, I know people hold the Champions League final against De Bruyne. I feel like that's unfair. I think that was in Guardiola. That, that that he's horrible tactics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Salah is. He's he's just. Um, he did let me down this week because I triple captained him. Trip no triple captain man. Why? Yeah, I, so early. Yeah, I I messed up. I messed up. I I, I didn't realize what I'd done until afterwards. Oh, bro. Then um then I was like, oh my god, what did I do? Um, yeah, triple captain, and what I got for it was nine points. That was. Horrible. Oh, man. Um, but please, please tell me though you had Trent and Simicast to cover. Just yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I still got points. For, for, I, I always have a Liverpool fullback in my team because I'm always I'm aware that some one of them's getting assist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, even Salah. I remember. I, I'm I'm sure I've discussed this a while back. Even last year, I would have conversations like with my dad and some yeah. other people. He would they would say even I don't know why maybe. That Mane is our guy. Like everyone had Mane in higher esteem. Even mm. even the pundits, how like 
Remember, what was the number one stick they used to beat all our players before we won the Champions League? Van Dijk's not world class. He hasn't won anything. Salah's yeah. not world class. You know, where's the same tune when it comes to Bruno Fernandes? Yeah, that's true. Look at that. Matt hasn't won anything. And you know, how many non-penalty goals do you think has Bruno Fernandes scored last year? Goals which weren't penalties. I have no idea. He's got... Half his goals were penalties, though, last year. Nine. The same amount of non-penalty goals as a certain Bobby Firmino. Yeah. I think, you know, with Mane and Salah, I feel like people, um, when they judge them, they always see Salah as... He he does lose the ball quite a bit, right? So they see him as he gets the ball, he loses the ball more than other players. Mane tends to be a bit more um, efficient in, in terms of he doesn't lose the ball as much. But there's no denying that when it comes to um, goal output, Salah is just a different level to Mane. Like he, like, and I understand why people... Mane was probably our best attacker for those two seasons in which we won the European Cup and the league, right? Like There's no dispute in that. But it's not like in those seasons Salah was poor. He was still getting a lot of goals. I think he outscored Mane in, couple, in, in like in one of them. It's no, I think in what in the year the year we won the league. I'm pretty sure Salah still got more goals than Mane that season. Yeah, things. Um, but Mane things that Mane had. Mane also had moments like yeah. Aston Villa, Norwich. Yeah, I yeah. remember Norwich on you very very well for some reason. Yeah. And, and, and so people always, people always, uh, but you see, here's the thing, right? even with that, I'm like, okay, cool, Mane had those moments. Salah got the best ever Premier League win we'll have over Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing, he also had his moments. Yeah, and, and then he, he, you know, he had the goal against Man City, we came in with that header, you know, he, he had that ridiculous goal against uh, Salzburg. It's, I, I think, for me, it's always like, I don't understand why people boil it down to mom- like moments and define against Salah like that because he does so much for us. Um, but then last season, it was like, all right, there's no... there's like So in my family, there used to be this thing where people... My family, my cousins, uh, my brother, we, we we talk about who to sign and snap. And there's always this up with interest in getting Jadon Sancho, Jadon Sancho. And the implication was replacement for Salah eventually or, or displacing him entirely. Uh, you know, no one's replacing Salah anymore. No one. Not I. W- even if I even if I said let's sign Mbappe, uh, and someone said to me you can only sign Mbappe, but for Salah, I'd say goodbye. No one. No not chance. No, no, no chance. Not even Messi. No one for me is. He is the one. Him, Van Dijk, and Allison are the three untouchables in that team. Everyone else, even Jordan Henderson, our club captain, our iconic player, who we need so much on the pitch. Actually, for me, he's replaceable. But those three, Salah is just, oh, what he did last season, I still cannot get over it, just how much he stepped up. Um, and people, because is he not the captain of Egypt? He is, yeah. He is, yeah. So this one also, right, you know when people talk about who should, who should captain Liverpool and stuff, I'm always like, Salah should be in that conversation. The guy captains the biggest footballing country in Africa, the biggest, they are the most successful country, that has a lot of crazy pressure he deals with. He's like he he should be in that conversation. Uh, certainly ahead of Trent, you know. Uh, like for me, it should be after Henderson, it should be BVD, Robertson, Salah. Those out uh, those three. 
Um, he's such a, yeah, he, he, he's a leader. He's a leader. Just because he doesn't shout on the pitch and everything is quiet, he's a leader. He and, and I, I really, I, I can't wait to see how he, uh, his partnership with Elliot, how that goes. Because Harvey Elliot looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Yeah, when I watched it, he looked wow. good. He's built up play, combinations, everything. He looked promising. Yeah, bro, the ball, the one, the, the offside goal for Salah, which, was only marginal at, at best. Yeah. But that ball Elliot played though to split the defense to Salah, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was amazing. I mean, this kid, though, he's 18. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he's ready, he's ready to play. I mean, this is the age where he's, like, he's ready to break into the, not break, like, he's ready to, like, you know, provide options and stuff. Yeah. Um, he, 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 he will be fine. He'll be fine. He's so good. Um, and playing in midfield against Burnley, is not easy. Um, so no. I, yeah, so he, I thought I thought he was good. He was really good. Um, he cuts in so well. His left foot is just yeah. I can't wait for him to score his first goal. I hope to God it's at Anfield. Yeah, and and despite his he like he likes playing clubs like playing him right center mid. Honestly, it could be a long partnership with him with him Salah and Trent. He's young. Uh, Trent's young and Salah. Have you seen like the type of diet and like the type of how well Salah takes keep, uh, takes care of his body? He's yeah. like, akin to like a Ronaldo or something where yeah. this guy could easily play for like another like maybe probably six years, seven years like at a good level. I've, yeah, when when Salah posts his uh, shirtless Instagram selfies, I I, I can tell yeah. he he goes to gym and he's on a good diet. Yeah, yeah. So we have now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the team, but I'd like to definitely a few more transfers. I think before we start recording, I think we're, we were talking a little bit about, um, here we go, Rabil Sitko joining, uh, hashtag Mbappe 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a fantasy world in which Mbappe, like, cause it is, it, it is probably unlikely, but he, uh, if, in terms of in terms of right, so if we were to sign another winger, for example, um, uh, or or something, or another forward, um, because we because we have in in Salah we have the top winger in the world, in Mane we have probably top three left wingers in the world, um, so we have we have quality players. There's only one or two other players in the world who fit that, who 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 could go into a forward line and immediately go into a starting, and Mbappe, Haaland, they'd be like they'd be those kind of type of players. Um, and Mbappe would just—he would be so good. He would like he—he he kind of fits that mold of of you know ridiculous speed, good technique. You know, finish first time. Um, he, he he would be great. Um, obviously you know it doesn't if, if you know I, I know it's not realistic. So, but you know when I look at who we need in terms of as a as a striker, you know as a striker, um. I don't know who who there is in the market right now who we could go in for. Um, he's the only name that comes to mind. Um, he's yeah, Holland or Mbappe what, to replace to replace Firmino. No, not to not, well. I mean, I don't know if Mbappe replaced Firmino or not because I don't know. I, I I've never seen Mbappe play in the middle. I don't know how he does there or not. But I just meant generally into that forward line. We need someone else to come in. Um, because when people say Jota as a style, if people remember, Jota was meant to be cover. Um, him suddenly becoming starting option, which is great, fine, but we do still need other other players. 
Um, and is the only one that comes to mind genuinely at the moment because he's the one that I've been obsessed with for the past few months now. Um, but do you know? Actually, okay, this will this will only be a one season, two season fix, or not even fix, but just because of his age. I I read on Sky Sports that Robert Lewandowski wants a new challenge. My God, I know he's I know his his age is wrong side of thirty now, but he would be in it would be insane if we signed him bigger than Thiago in terms of transfer. Uh, like if we signed Robert Lewandowski, yeah. he would be insane. I I I mean, and I think I think he played a cop at Dortmund, didn't he? He was there with yeah, cop. Yeah. The original, I think he was. He was from the original team, Lewandowski, Klopp, and uh, Lewandowski got the, right. like, the original people that Klopp made. Yeah, oh, that Dortmund team was lovely. Yeah, no, he. Again, I, I, I'm saying it's partly because of my ignorance at the moment regarding Europe, like, well, in terms of strikers around the world and forwards and stuff. I don't know who, like, in terms of, in terms of someone who could either provide cover to Bobby or eventually push Bobby out of the team. Um, the only two world-class strikers I know who would in that who we can sign are either Harlan and Lewandowski in 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 terms of in terms of the forward role. I don't know who else we could. Um, again, it's, I'm saying it's because I don't know. Like if people do know, then like yeah, by all means, um, those are the two players I can think of. Um, yeah, you know this this uh, I found on Twitter. You know the, a lot of these people have these um. Like tools uh, for, to like see like which players like match up like who who can replicate Salah. Yeah. And I was gonna say this looks decent, but I think this I think this website's broken. I have here. Guess who has a uh, 0.968 similarity to Salah? Who? Anthony Martial. <laughs> oh man. This website's busted. You have a uh, Jota, the most similar. Yeah. And then. Okay, not bad. Then you have some Ahianacho, uh, Jesus, Daniel Verde. Honestly, Havertz has come up on a lot of replacements. He was, I think, like a near exact rep- uh, similarity to Bobby in this website. But let's see. I think um, only I would. I think Mbappe is more likely since I think his personality probably suit Klopp more, whereas. Holland, I would love to see Holland play. Literally, imagine Holland being fed by Trent and Robo and Simicas. It would be incredible. Yeah, it would be but, incredible. Yeah. But I don't think like I don't think Liverpool would want to deal with Rayola again, even after you know the the Balotelli fiasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing because he'll want he'll want additional agents fees, and I don't think Klopp, I don't think they're they're about that. But whoever they bring in, honestly, I, I trust them. Yeah, I trust them too. Um, I just, yeah, we, we, I think this season is, will definitely have to be the last season that that forward line of Mane, Salah, Bobby start. Um, because Bobby, I think it, like, he can't, he can't keep it up. Like, the exact, what, turning 31 maybe this year, I think, or something. Um, he, it's for a while we need to replace him. And not, like, when I say replace him, I don't mean get rid of him. He, he, he still absolutely has a, have to play, but like we need another striker, and then money money's a weird one because I think last season people are holding against him and and they're gonna judge him a lot really like people people read so much into that miss hit he did last week against Norwich or the one that led to a second goal um 
and uh, they they want to like he's a comp- uh, the reason why I say Mbappe is because I was like even, even if you did want to replace Mane eventually there's only for me there's only two players in that position who I think are better than Mane in the world as Mbappe being one and I personally for me personally I think the best winger in terms of left left sided winger in the world for me is Huming Son for me he's just like he's different gravy to, to everyone at the moment but Tournament, they're going to sell him anyway. So, I I think which, in terms of transfers, it's it's hard to sometimes separate the fantasy from the realism in terms of who we want, who we think we can get. But we have the best players, like top three, top five positions in the world. Uh, sorry, players in their positions in the world. So automatically, when you want to improve these players, you're going to have to look at players like Mbappe, Harlan, and everything. And that's why I think whoever FSG sign, if they sign someone who you know, a few years ago before, when we were breaking into top four and stuff, it was okay to sign young players with potential. But we're at the top level now, and if they're signing people for the future, whilst Bobby and, and Seymane aren't delivering as much as they used to be, or everything's still going through a lot, it's just going to put unnecessary pressure on the team. It's going to it's going to agitate fans and stuff. That's why I think, I, and that's why now I, I'm starting to take more seriously when people say we want Mbappe, because I think we're at that place now where, yeah, we should be going after a superstar signing once every few years or so, because I think we're at that level now. Yeah, I think that Mbappe on the pitch would work, but I think also the reason why I have a little bit more belief is also commercially in terms of like the money he would bring in. And he's he's like already an icon almost for the next, what, 10 years. Yeah. I think he's going to be... But look, in terms of business, instead of, uh, other than making transfers, it often goes under the radar, but we've been tying up a lot of players, key players to, to new deals. And now if we do it with Salah and with Hendo, that'll be what? Now, Allison, Fabinho, Van Dyke, Trent. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because this team, the starting 11, still the best in the Premier League, but by far. And I think with Konate now signed, and, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of potential there. And Harvey Elliott now in, in that team. It's, it's not like this team is, like, like, I, I'm not panicking, right? Like, for example, I don't think we should replace Shakiri with anyone. I think Harvey Elliott deserves that chance. I also, I also think that whilst we should replace Ronaldo, I'm not losing, I'm not going to lose my mind because I think Curtis Jones, Thiago, Keita, Ox, Henson, Fabinho, Elliot as well when necessary. There's enough there that you could be like, all right, we've got enough to deal yeah. with. Um, we can even go to a four-two-three-one sometimes to perhaps conserve a midfielder or something. So it's, I'm not panicking. Um, I wasn't. I was panicking right when I was watching Chelsea and City sign everyone and PSG going on an absolute tear. Um, but then I thought about it. And I was like. Prior to our injury crisis, we were the benchmark, right? Um, why yeah. are we stressed and concerned? Because we have the best goalkeeper in the world, best fullbacks in the world, best centre-back in the world, the second best w- w- uh, centre-back in the world, the third best centre-back in the world. We've got Salah Mane, the best, uh, two of the best wingers in their positions in the world. You know, Fabinho. We've got world-class players there and everything. The only problem for me, it, the only worry is is when that Christmas schedule hits, Afghan hits, it's all going to hit in a kind of like a tight period. 
for us, where there's a cluster of games. We're going to have a lot of games coming up. We're going to be missing Salah, Mane, Keita. Um, that's going to be a lot of pressure on people. And especially if we're neck and neck with City and Chelsea or, or something, then it's going to be a lot. We're going to have to expect Bobby and Jota and Elliot and, and, and others to step up. Is it fair for us to ask that much of, of Elliot then? Um, or, or something? Um, if, can we even expect anything like that from Minamino and Origi? Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think we, yeah, I'm not panicking, right? I'm, I honestly, prior to last season also, right? And end of the, end of the year when we won the league, I never knew what top red was. I hear it all the time. I said, what the hell is a top red? And then I realized, oh, it's something, something that I'm basically like, like close to. Um, and I kind of agree with top reds in terms of we should be glad about the fact that we, we renewed the contracts, that the team still got a lot of quality. Um, I don't ever think like that we should go out and sign three, four players in one summer because that usually takes a lot of time to gel, and especially with with something as sophisticated as Klopp's team, Klopp's tactics. Sorry, takes a lot. I mean, look at Simicas, one player, right? He didn't play the entirety of last season, even though he's got bags of quality. Um, so I'm not panicking, uh, Shafiq, but I'll I'm happy with I'm I'm okay with what we've got. My biggest concern was defense, like defensively. But, you know, we've got Kanate, Matt Phillips, not Matt Phillips, Nathaniel Phillips, why did I say Matt Phillips? Uh, Kanate and Matt Phillips, you know, when Gomez and Matty aren't available, we can't have all six players out, all five, six players out. So, we, you know, we should have enough there. We also forget Firmino can play there as well. So, I'm, I'm okay, I'm confident with it. I just think, I agree with you, I just think we need a centre forward. Um, I personally think we might need another right winger. Um, though I'm okay with, again, okay with Elliot playing there and centre mid when necessary. Um, yeah, for me, just, we need, we need another centre forward. Uh, also, yeah, we need another right back. Um, because there is a massive gulf in quality when Trent's not available. There is a massive gulf in quality. I, 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 I so badly wanted Nico Williams to be the guy, but he isn't. I, I just don't think he is at all. Um, he gets found out way too easily. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I was reading this book the other day called Socronomics. It says here that the size of a club's wage bill is are, is uh, much, much, much more important to how they finish. A 92% variation in their league position, whereas the net spend only accounted for as it says here, only accounts for something like sixteen, seventeen percent, and it makes sense, you know. If you keep, if you keep your best players all together, they know the system, and if you have to bring in new players, they have to gel a little bit more. But I'm honestly, I'm like, like you say about top reds. I, honestly, I'm happy with the team. Like, given where we were five years ago, and given where we are now, probably it is due to. A lot of it's due to Klopp. He's just being an absolute wizard. But yeah, like we we, we strengthened it a little bit, and and this um, I'm I'm just happy. I just enjoy now finally with no injuries, and you know you know what you said about uh, the six defenders. You know, we're gonna come back to this later in the year, our bill. Yeah. After if 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 that happens, that's going that's going on Twitter. I'm gonna clip this part of the podcast. There's no way I'm going to tag you at Rebel at Cursed Football. 
<laughs> oh yes, and that's but no. I think Rose is traumatized from what happened last year. Yeah, yeah. I think but it's a good. That that was a freak season, man. Like like it was literally a point where every game someone's getting injured. Every game, you know. Like I I, I still cannot believe it. It was a meme at that point. We literally every game we were in trepidation. Who's getting injured today? Oh look, it's Cater again. It's Trent. It's it's this guy. It's that guy. It, and it was just yeah, you know, even Milner. Yeah, even well, action that. man Milner never tired. Wins the lactic test at a hundred years old. He even got injured. Yeah, I think I, I tell you this right uh, at that point last season, I was going to have a heart attack anytime someone thought so. Because he's the one guy, I was like, we cannot have him injured. You know, Sergio Ramos had to do a UFC move on him to get him injured. That guy does not ever break down. Um, I was so worried for him last yeah. season. But him and Mane really kept going. Um, that's, that's the thing. I still think when people say about Mane last season, the guy, the guy was still going for us. He was still getting goals uh, when he needed it. Um, so yeah, I, I, no, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm, I think this season, when when people the, the level of panic people are showing because because of who our rivals are going to sign is a massive disrespect to who these players are as in the players we have I think I think you are like basically offending a team who ran away with the league like no other team ever did in the Premier League the way we did it no one else did it we yeah. we literally could not stop winning twenty five um, points before we. Before we started, you know, when they're doing the water breaks, spiking the bottles with tequila yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, I used to be scared after when they go for water breaks. They always come back. They'd be horrible. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. And and that's and this is literally the same team. It, it now even has a young pressing centre-back, Kanate, added to it. It's still the same team. It's got Jota now as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forget him. Um, yeah. So, it... Yeah, I, I, I don't think, um, cause I myself did, like, succumb to that paranoia hysteria about, oh my god, we've lost, cause I I was having meltdowns when, when, when Chelsea signed Lukaku and City signed Grealish. But then I thought about it, and I thought, Grealish could not even get into England's starting lineup. He's not worth 100 million. Um, I, I wasn't worried in the end. I was like, nah. It, it, to be honest, if City signed Kane, then I might get worried again. But, um, until then, no. Until then, no. I don't know. It's like the way I like to see these transfers is um, have you have you watched the movie you know Moneyball? Yeah. You know, you know what they're talking about instead of you know buying players, they want to buy wins or buy runs. Yeah. We won the league when we won it. Like if we kept going at that pace, even that's what twenty point difference, twenty two point gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does Grealish make up the twenty points? No. Does Grealish and Kane make up the 20 points? Still, I don't think so. Maybe 18. Like, it's close. Even, would Sancho and Varane make up the 20 points? No. Would Lukaku make the 20 points? No. So until, like, they make, or they gel well enough to, um, to make up those 20 points. I, honestly, I'm not too worried. They, they all have good teams, but they all have a weakness. I don't think City ever could. Not because of who they signed, um, but because of God. Tactics. I think his tactics are so. Um, he's he's just like yes. When he, when it goes right, he can absolutely tear your team apart. But as we saw against City Tottenham last week, he's not. Um, 
his team are more vulnerable than Chelsea's are. I think Chelsea could. I think Chelsea, I'm not, okay, no, I agree with you. No one could, but I think out of the two, I think Chelsea would be more likely to make up that gap to that Liverpool team than City would be. City are very, you know, there's a formula to beat them. Whereas with Chelsea, I feel this current Chelsea team, um, they're definitely beatable. They're not the best team in the world by any means, but there's also not a clear cut way to beat them. You know, with City, whereas yeah. with City, you know what it is. Press them high up the pitch. Don't yeah, let them get into with them. Counter them well. You know, stay compact. That doesn't really exist with Chelsea. Chelsea are a lot, especially now with Lukaku. You know, they're a different proposition. Um, so I think next, yeah, the, the, this week's game with Chelsea, the ones about to come up, will be a good, good indication, I think, of where we are and where Chelsea are. Um, if we go out and put a real dominant performance, and VVD especially puts dominant performance. Then people will know that, you know, we're not mugs, you know, we're, we're still the same Liverpool team that, that were being everyone, all their teams the last couple of years. Um, that, you know, the Christmas to March run, that was just in this season, that was not, that was not, that was an aberration, that was it, it, was a, it, it happened, you know, we yeah. lost a lot of players and that was it, we're all back, they're all back now. As long as they stay fit, you know, that's, that's the main thing. Yeah, no, no, I was, but you know, last year Chelsea, I think I read somewhere, they underperformed their expected goals or something by like 10 goals. That's, their top score was like Jorginho, no? Jorginho at like 8, 9 goals. Yeah. I didn't know. Chelsea, Chelsea are, yeah, Chelsea were me a little bit also because they also have good depth and they have a, they have a really good coach. Like Tuchel, Tuchel is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think like Tuchel, um, Simeone, like they're kind of managers that people sleep on a lot. But I think those two, like, are like Tuchel is really good. He's he is good. Like he's he was such an upgrade on Lampard. Um, yeah, he's yeah yeah. Because because the only other manager who's ever caused Guardiola that many problems consistently was Klopp. Um, yeah. Klopp hasn't won away at Guardiola's team for like three or four years now. Chukel came last season and he won really easily in the league. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I tie race. It's, 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 it's a three-horse race, I'd say. Uh, Chelsea are definitely in that mix. Um, yeah, us, City, Chelsea. I think that's it. It's one of those three. Um, right now, I think. See, I, I personally, I, I still think, personally, I'd say Chelsea would have the edge. It's not Chelsea, City would have the edge. Um, but that's, that's only because I think teams play differently against them than they do against us. Um, yeah, but yeah, let's, let's see how it goes. Next, this week's game with Chelsea is going to be, next sorry, next week's game with Chelsea is going to be the, like, the main test, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think... Now, especially since we had that season last year. Last year, literally, we were like the champions, the team to knock off. Mm-hmm. I think teams will probably be a little, a little more opportunistic, try to be a bit more, you know, not try to shit house a win as much as when we were the champions. So I think we might, we might get a few more decent games. United, uh, I think, still, honestly, Oli, he occasionally does well. I think, honestly, United and Arsenal, they're the biggest mugs on the planet for not hiring Conte. 
if you know if United get Conte, I'm gonna get uh, now. I'm worried. Where is he right now? Conte is chilling, bro. You know, remember the Inter Milan's meltdowns due to their oh their yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. They sold. They they got rid of Conte, Hakimi, uh, Eriksen. I think is now off soon. Lukaku. Yeah. Mass exodus. But yeah, Conte even yeah, he rejected Tottenham and they approached him. Oh yeah, that was that was, mate, that was hilarious. That's funny. But even more funnier is you know you know I think um Romero, is it no Romero or it, one one defender, I think probably no no not remember it was um I think or Quinde Romero. They they rejected Tottenham because they wanted to pay play European football. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, yes. Like Guardiola, look, Guardiola is a meme. Especially remember after he did that whole interview, you know, I I, I love how Chelsea play. They play really well. You know, they do this, they do this. Proceed yeah. to get beaten. Uh, okay. This this guy's a meme to be honest. But you know, one thing I can't wait is next year the Arsenal all uh, all or nothing's a little bit gratuitous. Maybe nothing. The prime, the prime season review of Arsenal. I, that, I, I don't like it when, when um, football teams do that stuff, those documentaries. I'm just like, leave it out. You, you don't need to do it. I can see it probably removes some of like the mystique, but oh, I thought like, honestly, I kind of, I, I enjoyed the, the City and Tottenham one. Arsenal one should be actually pretty funny. But I knew the city one when God when I saw how afraid Guardiola was of us. Yeah, yeah, he was like this year they're so good they 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 scare me. Yeah, yeah, I love that. He's you know he's terrified of us. I I don't think he likes Klopp. I don't think he actually likes Klopp at all. I I, I think he um, Klopp gets under his skin without even mean to. Yeah, that's the thing. Here's you know, about that, an interesting question. You know, my dad, when we were walking today, he gave me this. Say, let's say uh, Klopp takes the United job, right? When it was offered to him, would we still think? Would we still like Klopp? Sorry, say that again. You know, you know when uh, Klopp was, I think, offered the United job back in the yeah. day, and let's say he takes it, would we still like Klopp? Because he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a really he's a great human being, funny guy. Even if he's the United boss, yeah. do we still like him? Uh, secretly, I would. Because I secretly used to really like um, Four Skulls. Like, I used to hate United with a passion, but I used to always be like, oh, I wish we had Four Skulls. I don't like Ferguson, but I respect him. I don't respect Neville whatsoever, but... Yeah, Neville, Neville, I, 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 even his punditry, I don't think it's all that, as people make out to be. No, Neville, he, no, he's a decent pundit, but I have, I like this theory, how he has a, a, a balance switch. Like whenever he talks about Liverpool, something literally, like, a switch goes off in his head. Yeah. Let, let me be an asshole now. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. um, the other one with Klopp as well, that I, that, it's his style of play, man. It's just so good to watch. When Liverpool click, when Klopp teams click, they're so much better to watch than, than a Guardiola side. Guardiola team is about 20, 30 passes, pulling teams apart. Aesthetically stunning, but 
also it's just not like it's not for me it's not for me for me football is just about like the intensity and everything and clock yeah. teams they that's, I think it's partly because growing up as Liverpool in the 2000s you grew up as you grew up watching a team back managed by Julian Benitez so there was a appreciation for effort and talent no sorry effort over talent and stuff um because we were always up against superior teams in terms of Arsenal and United. And so I, I, my mentality has always been football, it shouldn't, like, yes, skill is so important, but what God Klopp has shown is that, like, effort matters just as much, and he makes our, the way, like, the way he makes those players, the way the players, no, no, not makes those players, the way those players run for him and run for that club, run for the club's uh, badge and everything. I just, yeah, I love it. Yeah, this guy Klopp, honestly, he's really he's like a transformative manager. Even you, do you remember the 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 songs? Uh, we didn't used to have any new songs. The on, it was it was really getting a little stale. Uh, Liverpool Klopp really re-energized the team. Honestly, I I love those games like the remember the four-one versus Man City back in the day, like yeah. in Klopp's early the really heavy metal football were like. Okay, we have we have a horrible defender. Screw it, then we'll just go all out, go out attack heavy metal football. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, and even even Klopp as a man, like the the stuff he does and like, he talks about, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think the thing that like, his style of play it kind of reflects his view of like the world and stuff. Like he he believes in that whole everyone pulling together that kind of thing and it, and it kind of trans- the way I see it it translates on the pitch like his whole emphasis is on oh you fight together you play together and that, that, that's just his worldview. Um yeah like I, it, it's yeah I, I, yeah I, I'm not surprised at the way he the way he views the world is the way he views how his team should play on the pitch like he's he's just yeah uh, Rafa Hollenstein wrote that wrote this book about him um it was, really yeah. it was interesting how people always assume Guardiola is the philosopher, the tactician, and the Klopp is the man manager. But Klopp was always interested in tactics, even when he was back at Mainz FC. Um, like he was getting involved in the in, uh, tactical discussions and stuff. He was really inspired by Arrigo Sacchi and Wolf, uh, Wolfgang Frank. Yeah, Frank. Mm. Yeah, and like their their tactics on on how to press and how to be compact and and stuff. Um, he he was he got he got he though it laid the foundations for how he how he wanted his team to play and Dortmund especially were like the embodiment of that. So I, I always find it I always find it interesting. People always because um, whenever they say oh that manager he's known for his uh, man management skills, it's almost like a bit of a dig that he's not really the brains of that team. You know uh, who was that assistant cop had that left? Oh yes. Bubak, Bubac. People said that he was the brains, and that when he left, Liverpool would suffer. We were, we went and won the European Cup and the league without him. I think Klopp proved that he was the ultimate brains of that team, and not anyone else. Yeah, but you know about Bubac. Just before um, I want to talk about Klopp a little bit more. I remember uh, my my tickets when I go to Anfield. They're in the main stand on lower. So when I was smaller, I used to I used to go like before the games, like give the players high fives. Yeah, and you know. I felt so bad because you know, everyone were giving high fives, like Lovren or an, all the other players club. Then Buvac walked out. No one wanted to give him a high five. So I, was, I started making them like, Buvac, Buvac, high five. And bro, he, he, his face lit up. 
I was <laughs> the only one that cared about him. Oh, that's, that's actually sweet of you, to be honest. Nah, poor man, poor guy. But, um, nah, Klopp, it's not a Klopp with a gene, like, even in his playing days, you remember, as, as was it, a fullback, him and the chairman of the board, I think they, they conspired before to kick out the old manager. He was literally leading the tactics on the pitch almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Klopp, Klopp was always, um, like, tactically sharp. I think mean, people just, people just see his personality and assume that he's, he's just this big, lovable, brainless buffoon, but he's a deeply intelligent man. He, he thinks about, every, he thinks about things a, a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that type of imagery, it's, like, it's it's like a good cover, but like it can also when it's used for like if you use more evil, it can be very very dangerous. Like on the flip side, you have Klopp, who's a very lovable guy, who's painted as that sort of guy, but he also has the brains and he's actually a good person. Whereas if you ask probably the random person about you know Boris Johnson for example, they think he's like a kind of you know cuddly, like mad person, bit brainless, but deep down this guy he's 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 a psycho. And he knows exactly what he's doing. You know, it's a kind of like a cover to show, like, to like mask how smart he is. Yeah. Trying to think. Yeah. Like, uh, it's interesting, honestly, about the way people perceive that. You see, people, I think, was it Richard Feynman was saying he doesn't care about how. He appears to others because, you know, he knows his own value. That's sort of thing Klopp is maybe of the same cloth. Because, you know, when they're moving into management, I think, um, who is his name? Who is the, uh, you remember, the, what was his name? The, um, the old sporting director of Leipzig. Uh, Ragnik. Yeah. Ragnik, he was, uh, he was, I think, cut from the similar cloth to Klopp, like, I think, influenced by Frank. Whereas Klopp would be like, you know, a man manager, you know, do the, have fun with the press conferences. Ragnik would like to, wanted to, everyone to know how smart he was. So I think there's a difference, but. Anyways, lucky, honestly, we're lucky to have him. Klopp coming to Liverpool, I think probably was one of, honestly, you could say one of the biggest moments in our history. Definitely one of the biggest in modern history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now we move. We've got Chelsea coming up. Club versus Tuchel, Master versus so-called Apprentice. Yeah, we need revenge for last season. Because Chelsea got yeah. such a comfortable win. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, it was um Mount. Mount, Mount. Oh, yeah, I'm actually a little bit scared of Mount, to be honest. After all the memes from two years ago about him being Lampard's son. No, he's a, he's a quality player. This guy. I I I I on I didn't rate him until that game, until he. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's like it's, it's uh, narratives honestly can be extremely powerful until like you see the player with your own eyes. Yeah, he, he's so good. He like that game in the Champions League final. That boy he played to habits. Oh my god. Yeah, he. Yeah. He, he he is good, but um, this time we have our midfield back. You know, that was the other thing, obviously, last season. But our midfield was in a... Hmm? 
Yeah. This time we have midfielders playing in midfield, defenders playing in defense. And what, did we have Allison and goals for the Chelsea game? Who was who? Yeah, we had we had Allison. Yeah. We are, yeah, we are single. Is that okay? Bro, it was literally getting almost it was comical at one point. Yeah. Oh, well, it's over, you know. It's over now. Yeah. Now they can't hurt us. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year though. Who are you gonna get on? If you get a shirt, who will you get on the shirt this year? What shirt? Like on on the if you get Liverpool top home or away top. Oh, um, oh probably Van Dijk. He's 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 always been my favorite. Mm. Yeah, it'd be either Van Dyke or I think. Yeah, probably Van. Yeah, Van Dyke or I'm maybe I'd say Salah, but Van Dyke is like by far and away the guy I want. Because I tell some my favorite Liverpool players, that's what I go by. He's top VBD, and then I'd say Salah is second now because of what he did. But it always used to be between Salah, Mane, Henderson. Yeah. You get yeah. Honestly, I really like also the away shirt, the yellow one. But as to how I'm getting, honestly, I'm scared to get someone on the sh- on the home shirt this year. You know, my, my track record has been honestly. Horrible. You know I got you know I got Minamino on the way shit, right? That's why it's safe to get to, to to get with your name but then get the number of the player who you originally wanted to. So if I if it's say for example if I wanted to if I wanted to get a VVD shirt but I wasn't sure about VVD's future, I'd get the I'd get the shirt with my name on the back and just have his number. Yeah, but it's not just that, it's even the away shirt I get even last year. They always fade into obscurity, and the fates of the players who I get on the home shirts even worse. You know, last year I had Nabi Keita, horrible injury. And you know who I had the year before? Yeah. I had Ox. I'm scared to get someone like Salah. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to get like Bruno or someone on there. Man. I'm scared to get Salah or, or Alisson, exactly. I'm still wearing nowadays the um. Remember the the the, the one with the color. I think it was or seventeen, eighteen, or eighteen, nineteen with Mo on it. Eighteen, nineteen, yeah. Yeah, but I'm scared to get someone now, bro. It's, but I don't know if I were to get someone. I don't know. I was gonna wait. Definitely, if on the on the yellow shirt. I want to wear that shirt definitely for a long time. Honestly, I might I might get like an Elliot or like a Curtis or. Something or maybe honestly maybe a Cine on one of them, why not? But probably another Mo shirt is needed soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's see actually. One thing we can do now on this podcast is after since we set up our league, we can after each game we can see the standings of each week. Let me just pull it up and I can see any any plans next for this week, game week two? Any ideas what you're going to transfer? Any players you like? Any ones you want to get rid of? Um, I feel like, I feel like, I, I feel like Salah, I need to take him out because I don't think he's going to score. I think Mane will score against Chelsea. I don't, I don't see Salah doing it. Um, really? You're going to remove Salah? 
You know what is right is those two never scored the same week, which really makes my life difficult. Um, so I think I might swap him out for Mane because I, cause I think I, I fancy Mane to score. Um, Salah has a weird track record with Chelsea against Chelsea. I don't know. I, I feel like he doesn't score always. Um, but no, nah, does he? He didn't. Salah, I don't see even to go without Salah and Bruno, that's very, very... Uh, oh, uh, oh, and uh, with Bruno, it's it's just one reason. Uh, I, I, just don't, I just don't like him. I, I don't ever want to... I don't ever want to be in, in a position where I, where I say Bruno is giving me points. I don't ever want to acknowledge him. I don't ever want to even subconsciously yeah. root for him to score a goal. I'm just like... Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the way I see it is, especially since, you know, last year... Oh, you remember last year I was telling you about my battle to finally beat my friend in the mid-league? Yeah. Yeah, man, I did it. Oh, you did it? Yeah, bro. But oh, well done, well done. a little hollow victory is kind of... Because, you know, he's based in the US, so... The deadline for him to, to do the transfers each week were, like, something like 5 in the morning, so... But still, I still did it. Fair enough. Yeah, but um, the way I see it with Bruno is... If he gets a penalty and, and he gets a lot of penalties, if I have him, it'll be a lot less painful. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, let's see. So far it is, going to quickly, we have Rebel at number four, Dipit number three, Marwa number two, and so far, for now I'm top, but. Of course I'm bottom, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I like Marvel's name actually. Marvel. Marvel Van Dyke. That's nice. Oh, is that her team's name? Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts. Even also fans of each year. I like, I like looking at, you know, the new, yeah. the team name coming up. Had some pretty decent ones, but let's see. Next, next week, who have we got? I'm pretty happy with my team, to be honest. Maybe I would. I'll remove Simicasper if Robo plays, but other than that, you know, I'm pretty sorted. Yeah. Alright, anything else you want to bring up before, um, for next week? No, I just, just hope we win, I guess, isn't it? That's what I saw. Just, um, yeah, put Chelsea in their place. Yeah. I hated having to support them in Chelsea final because I hate Chelsea with a passion, but um, I never ever want to see Guardiola lift a European Cup. So, you know. did. I don't know. I was. Yeah, you were supporting Chelsea the whole way. Actually, I haven't talked about it yet. You were supporting Chelsea the whole game, right? Yeah. So for me, it was a case where I wanted Chelsea to win, but if City were going to win, I wanted City to absolutely destroy Chelsea. So it's one or the other. I either wanted Chelsea to win or City to win big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I hate Chelsea and United the most in the world. But if I'm being honest, right now. The, the club that phases me is City. City's the only ones. That, it's because the fans piss me off. Uh, the fans on Twitter are a bunch of obsessed. Like I, I don't know where they've come from, but they weren't here a few years ago. But they're very no, loud. Fans. City fans, yeah, they're just they're, they're, they're terrible. Chelsea, I res- I don't respect um, or like or anything, but I can acknowledge that they've been big for the last twenty years or so. You know that they. You know, they're not just nobodies. You know, even before Abramovich, they were like a Tottenham level kind of club. Um, but City were 
mediocre, to, you know, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. As long as we beat Chelsea, that that's that's all yeah. matters. Honestly, for me, it um. It's varied my, my allegiances for that game. Like City, honestly, I really don't care about them. Like they're they're not serious. It's they have no honestly horrible fans. No fans. Like it's like they've spent so much money, almost expected at this point. I can't remember. I think I was City at one point. Then yeah. maybe I moved to Chelsea. But I think when after Raheem came on and like he's the he, he was the captain and he would have lifted it. I moved back to Chelsea. I didn't want to see Raheem lift the Champions League. Yeah, I can't stand him. But... I, I can't stand Raheem Sterling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This guy, bro. Okay. Uh, so, so this is the other thing, right? And this, this is so awkward, right? For, not, for casuals who don't follow football, they don't understand why, as a Liverpool fan, I will hate, even though I, I like them off the pitch, I would have to hate Raheem Sterling and Marcus Rashford. Right, and yeah. I, I, I don't ask me. Wait, Rabil, why are you? Why would you do them? Don't you understand what I'm like, mate? You don't understand. <laughs> Club football, you don't do that. You don't just, um, you don't, you don't just suddenly start cheering for them just because of what they went, just because of what they did for England and stuff. You still have to boo them, you know. They're still your opposition players and stuff. Um, that was a fun. That, that was a funny interaction I had with someone. With someone when I was like, that hope Sterling has a horrible season for City. Um. Because I don't want City to have a horrible season. I don't want them to do well. Same way I don't want United and Rashford to do well. Um, oh, yeah. 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 United, though, is a special level of hatred. Oh, yeah. United, I just... Because they're United, that's the reason why, like... Chelsea... Honestly, for me, like, it, it's Chelsea, then... on uh, It's United, then Chelsea, then Everton, I think. Because Everton haven't really given us much troubles, but Chelsea, especially growing up... Surrounded with Chelsea fans, I I want to make them suffer. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Hopefully, then we'll have a another a decent uh, conversation after the game. No. Yeah. Let's see. Let's hope we go in. Salah secures the goods for us. Salah Mane, and we see. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Cool. Talk to you soon, Rebel. No worries, man. See you next week, mate. Yeah. Take care.